and five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I am with... And here we are. It is Tuesday, October 3rd. We are here with our friend and 27 brother, Matthew Maxwell. Maxwell, how are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. All right, well, we are here. We are now, gosh, more than, way more than a year and a half into the war in Ukraine. We've been talking about it. Uh, ever since um, we took last week off, um, and have had a, a couple things happen, a, a, a couple things um, in the U.S. that um, will affect the war, um, specifically the um, recent budget deal that Congress passed. But Harp, let me go ahead and start off with you, like we always do. What have you seen in the last two weeks, and what do you think? I mean, I just seen here here in the past the, the most recent thing is Putin. Putin picked his new guy to run that Wagner mm. uh, group in Ukraine. I don't know if y'all seen that. I have not. What's what's his deal? It's a retired colonel mm-hmm. fought for Russia and Afghanistan, Syria, and other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's going. I guess he's taking over. Mm-hmm. Putin gets the guy out and puts whoever he wants in there. All right. I am, I actually, you have to, that's a, that's kind of a big thing for me to miss, but I'm going to have to, um, uh, uh, check it out and see, it's, does he look like he's a competent commander, or does he look like he's, he was mothballed and Putin's got nobody else? That could be, that, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he does have combat history, he does say he was retired, so. Yeah. Maybe Putin's bringing him out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Oof. When it's it's either come out of retirement or else to Putin. So yeah, you know, like you, you yeah, you think you're gonna live your like your 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 twilight years in Vladivostok peacefully, drinking vodka and watching the sunset over the horizon? Think again. We have to get this shit figured out. <laughs> cool. All right. You get on you get on this plane and take this deal, or option B, you get on this plane and take this this deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. All right, all right, cool, cool. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into that a little more. I'm look that up. Yeah. All right. All right. Any anything else? So that I mean, I think it's. I'm still anxious to see what comes out of the whole Russian North Korea thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been, been trying to watch, but there really hasn't been too much more said about it since it took this train ride out of there. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Maxwell, let me open it up to you. What have you seen these last two weeks, and what are you thinking? Oh, uh, so I saw, I think I saw the same article that Harp was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that guy's name was Andre Troshev. Okay. Um, is, is the dude that came out of retirement. The... Um, the other thing is the Russians plan on cons- conscripting uh, 130,000 more personnel between Ooh. October and November. Damn. Damn. All right. Did you see where Russia's, Russia's claiming that uh, 335,000 have signed up for military services so far um, this year? Yeah. Uh, divide that number by 1,000 and you probably get a more accurate 
uh, representation yeah. of, yeah. Um, right. you know, like what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, too, is uh, there was an article about the Stormzy unit, which is all prisoners and stuff, and they've got them around, like, Bakhmut and other areas, but it's like... And the, the article was about how they don't get a lot of support. The Russians just consider them meat mm-hmm. uh, because they're like prisoners and whatever. And I guess if you if you're in other Russian units and you know you get in trouble, uh, some like disciplinary thing, right? Like you're freaking caught drunk on duty or whatever, they send you to that unit. And, like nobody gives a shit about. Oh man. Oh, that's crazy. It's just, it's just the standard Russian throw bodies at it, so it's very, like, Stalin-esque of, you know, empty the gulag and freaking, you know, conscript these guys, and it's just... Yeah, it, ain't a, it ain't a bad idea, though, if you think about it, from a war standpoint. Yeah, I think... I think it's it's very, it's, it, in one in one sense, Harp, you're right. I mean, like just yeah, empty the prisons, um, just just it's just cannon fodder, and that's. I mean, the Russians are still, the Russians are fighting this war like it's World War Two. You know what I mean? Just throw everything yeah. you've got at it. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, I it it doesn't seem to be making a whole lot of difference. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe, when I I was about to say it's not making a whole lot of difference, but at the same time. Um, it's possible the Ukrainians may have routed them by now had they not been doing this. So, so maybe it is kind of making. Um, well, you have to think it, the whole the whole world is already uh, under the assumption and, and can see it in plain sight that you're committing war crimes mm-hmm. while invading Ukraine. I mean, why not throw criminals at it? They don't give it. They don't yeah. care. They're already criminals. Mm-hmm. So, from a war standpoint, yeah. It's, yeah. I've, I've said here, I wish we would send, send some crackheads over. I mean, Fight for the Russians? Watch. Yeah, yeah, no, like when we were at war. Like, good Lord. Oh, well, I'll, I... I'll, <laughs> them and send them over there and let them stand to watch. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to have to... I'm going to have to disagree with you there, T.M. Because I, like... <laughs> it's, um... They're going to be alert and yeah, <laughs> but they would see. They would see. <laughs> you get my air horn. Yeah. <laughs> they would. Uh, they would. Everything they see, though, they would just. They would just. I. I just imagine. I kind of imagine. <laughs> I imagine you guys. You guys have seen um, Dave Chappelle's skit with the crackhead. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of imagine him like with a friggin', uh, uh, uh Not even like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> not even like a fucking um, M sixteen, but with like. A fucking um, a broomstick and a fucking bullhorn just being like, oh shit, there's a fucking IED right there. Oh shit. So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I digress. I digress. But, all right. So, Maxwell, to get back to what you were saying, the um, all right. So, uh, Russia's gonna conscript more, um, more soldiers. Uh, you know, in the let me ask you, actually, Max, you might be able to shed uh, a bit more light on this, like. What has the of the um, the the the, the do you know anything about the um, uh, the performance of 
the standard conscripts, not the um, not the, the 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 guys that they were drawn out of prison, but I mean like the standard, you know, eighteen, nineteen year old male Russians who have been conscripted and are well, maybe they're not that young, maybe maybe they are a bit older. Did you, did you read anything about how what their performance is like? I imagine it's pretty abysmal, but I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, I've nothing. I've heard nothing of like. Russia's ability to materialize anything as far as like uh, as far as like small unit success or anything really like only you know the area that they occupied up front is just hard to get through now because they've been there so long fortifying it right mm-hmm. like individual actions once once you get through the hard defense system like I would say force on force is pretty much like there's the, the Russians aren't really showing any like ability to do anything where they've made out like Maripol. They made out in Maripol because they had superior numbers and they had the ability to resupply, which the Ukrainians in Maripol did not have the ability to resupply. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was crushing victory for the Russians and Bakhmut it's just that place was so destroyed by the end and the, and the Ukrainians held out for as long as they could until there was nothing left to the town to even defend mm-hmm. right and that was all you know the biggest advantage the Russians had was like the massive amounts of artillery that they poured into Bakhmut mm-hmm. so you know, as far as any, like, tactical advantage or, or small unit leadership or infantry skills, you know, you really don't hear that. that. In fact, that's one of the biggest weaknesses of the Russian military is they have no NCO corps mm-hmm. and nothing right home about. So, you know, you're not going to hear about, like, 19-year-old kids in the Russian military fucking saving the day. Yeah. They're, sh- they're shitting their pants because they're fucking stuck between a... a between a, a tenacious fucking people defending their homeland and a fucking military that doesn't resupply them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't... I don't like to sympathize with... Russia very much um, and, and I, I have zero absolutely zero sympathy for Putin the Russian leadership and the top brass in the Russian army however I do feel a little bit bad for all these conscripts who are just trying to go about and live their life and are getting sucked into the military and are just getting um, just getting fucking thrown into the meat grinder and you know the thing to like the the thing that that I think you know, maybe the three of us are a little bit more sensitive to that. Certainly more sensitive to than Pew. Pew doesn't give a shit about what I'm about to say, but you know these guys are gonna come back just completely fucking broken and shattered. These these Russian soldiers, you know what I mean? Because whether they're whether they are whether Russia emerges victorious, which I don't think they will, or more likely Ukraine wins, um, they're gonna come back having done. 
uh, horrible, horrible things, seeing horrible things, having their fucking friends get killed. Like there, there may be, there may, there may be half a million Russian soldiers who come back maimed and you know uh, uh, injured and like missing body parts. They're certainly all going to come back with psychological problems. And there is no VA in Russia. There is no larger support system. They're just like every uh, a Russian veteran, except for the veterans in World War II, they're basically going to be pushed aside, they're going to be hidden away, and because it's yep. not good for Putin's narrative. And, you know, I, and I actually foresee in the future, I, I, if, if history repeats itself, I, from this sort of legion of disaffected males, I can see an even more radical... Um, an angry Russia emerging, you know what I mean? Uh, similar to the Germany that emerged after um, World War One. There's, you know, that's not a guarantee. There's a lot of things can happen that might prevent that, you know what I mean? But I certainly see, you know, the potential seeds of sort of the next autocrat in, um, or the next, you know, the next autocrat, but the next, uh, the, I, I see the seeds of the next Russian war being planted right now and they you know they're not going to bloom for another 20 or 30 years but um you know everything is there for a a a populist backlash later on led by the veterans of this war who thought that um you know ukraine and the west and nato stabbed in the back so i hope i certainly hope not and um yeah so maxwell anything else before i i have i have a couple things i saw this week that i want to discuss Ah, uh, go ahead, man. I, mm-hmm. I've been so busy this past week. I haven't really been following too much. Yeah. So, the big thing that I noticed the um, uh, uh, the the bigger sort of international news regarding the war is that we are now starting to see some of the cracks in Western support for Ukraine. The um, the biggest example is so. As I'm sure everyone in the U.S. is aware, uh, we narrowly avoided a government shutdown this uh, this weekend. Congress was um, uh, delaying and had their backs to the wall um, and waiting until the absolute last minute to pass a 45-day uh, uh, temporary uh, spending bill, and um, the uh, 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 and it. it uh, one of the one of the provisions that got it through was that it did not include six billion dollars in aid for Ukraine that you know President Biden and the Senate wanted a group of um, uh, uh, the, the Democrats and um, a group of Republicans came in the House came together and approved it but it was approved without this um, aid to Ukraine um, I saw very quickly you know President Biden and a couple other countries came out and said you know in spite of this we still support Ukraine we still support what's going on but that's sort of the the very beginning of the cracks, and is uh, unfortunately, I think um, Vladimir Putin is delighted to see this because this is what he's been betting on. This is what he's been counting on, and um, you know, from the Russian perspective, they if you don't care how many people you lose um, uh, after after this, then you know this is this is welcome news. This is what you've been waiting for. Putin could probably wait another two or three years, in, at least in his mind, if if he's you know he's not stopped before. And so, that was the first thing. The second thing, is that um, Slovakia elected a um, uh, a pro 
uh, Kremlin. Uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm just. I have, this just came up on CNN. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure how Slovakia's government worked, but um, uh, uh, it says this is an article in CNN. A party headed by a pro-Kremlin figure came out on top after securing more votes than expected in an election in Slovakia. Official results show, and what could pose a challenge to NATO and EU unity on Ukraine. All right. Uh, so. Um, I don't know. I again, I'm not familiar with um, Slovakia's politics. I don't know uh, what this, you know, exactly what this means. How this guy is going to govern, but the first sort of um, this is the first, you know, European government um, since this the the war started to kind of move uh, closer to, or potentially move closer to um, Putin. So uh, it's 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 kind of alarming. This is a. If you are Vladimir Putin, then you have had, uh, internationally, you have had a pretty good week. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really, it's, 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 it's hard to say what's going to happen going forward. Because, who knows, the, uh, I was just looking today, and um, Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy was ousted in the House of Representatives. Um, who knows what's going to happen uh, in 45 days. Congress is going to be up against the wall with this spending, with another spending bill. Again, we're going to have to see um, where we are with that. Um, uh, you know, the um, uh, it, it may we you know, things may turn around. We don't know what's going to happen uh, after the presidential election next year, but um, there is a certain weariness in um, you know in Europe and among the West, at least a little bit. I, I shouldn't say I, I'm. I, I, let me back up a little bit. I still think that uh, the supporting the war in Ukraine is still. Um, very popular in the U.S., and there's still many, 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 many more people in the U.S. who um, uh, support Ukraine than do not, but you are starting to see those cracks, and those cracks could start to widen in a couple of months, and um, yeah, so we will have to see. We'll have to stay tuned on that one. I hope that we have, you know, continual support, so... um, but yeah, you know, you know that reminds me of something I did read about this week, which was British's the British Minister of Defense was had made a statement that British troops would be deployed to Ukraine in a training role only. Mm-hmm. Uh, was then later not walked back, but corrected by the Prime Minister of England. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're not going or they they're not sending troops. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. There was also um, this is this is kind of separate, um, but um, I, I spent some time in Kosovo uh, about ten years ago, and um, they have, Kosovo and Serbia have always had um, pretty uh, always had very high tension relationship in Serbia. Uh, in a move similar to um, what Russia did in Ukraine, started massing troops and armor along the, bar- uh, the border with Kosovo. And um, uh, the U.S., and, and I believe NATO as well, um, there's, a, there's a NATO presence in Kosovo. Um, the U.S. and NATO issued a Serbia a very stern warning, just, just uh, essentially saying, like, don't do it, we will fuck you up. I mean, that's, that's the very non-diplomatic way of saying it. And... Um, 
uh, 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 Vucic, who is the prime minister of Serbia, is is very close to Russia and is very much Russian aligned. Uh, Serbia is not a member of the EU and uh, definitely not a member of NATO. So, um, uh, but they pulled back. The Serb forces pulled back. But for a moment, we were potentially looking at another Ukraine in um, Kosovo, and luckily, it didn't. It didn't get to that, you know what I mean. Um, I do know that the um, the Brits were talking about sending troops, potentially sending troops there um, as well if something happened. I don't know if that's going to still go ahead or what. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but uh, yeah. So, 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 so that's that's kind of it's kind of where we are. We're still in this this weird, uh, you know. I don't want to say stalemate, but we're we're in this weird, you know, um, period where. They, they, nobody's nobody's gained much ground recently um uh i i, I think if you look at the um uh uh, uh the front uh the you know sort of the, the 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 demarcation line at the beginning of the summer it's i think ukraine has gained a little bit but certainly not um what they did um last fall and things are about to get um things are about to get cold over there pretty soon too so um, everything's gonna freeze literally and figuratively in the next month or two, and we're gonna we're I I think we're almost certainly gonna end up um in a third year of this. So, so that's what I got. Harp, you got anything else? Uh, what do you see like the uh, in the next couple of um couple of months? And do you have anything else? You know. I mean, it's just it'll be interesting to see what what Russia does with the. Uh... I wonder about the book. I oh jeez, I'm I'm gonna. Oh, I did read an article about the training that um, conscripts get, and I think I, I'm I'm I might be wrong about this. I'm not. I I believe it was four weeks, but I might be wrong about that. It might be less. I think they were the the guys they pull out of prison. I think we're getting like they're getting like a week, maybe two weeks of training. They're basically like. Like here's how to shoot a rifle. Here's how to tie a tourniquet. Like and and then just sending them off. I know those. I did read a, a couple articles with some of those guys, and they weren't getting shit. You know, so. Um, and I, I hope I hope they're smarter than those Iraqis were, because I mean it took us two weeks to teach them how to do a jumping jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably. I mean, those guys were so uncoordinated. Yeah. It's like jeez. Pro- Probably not, man. Probably not, you know. So, um, yeah. And actually, Maxwell, you know anything about their 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 training regiment or how they're training these guys? No, uh, I don't. Uh, you know, it's funny because before this whole Ukraine business, 
the Russians are great at propaganda shit like that. You, you've got like RT News, which is basically Russian propaganda, right? Mm. It's Russian TV. So everything's pro-Russian. They used to have a show on there that was... Now I can't think of the name of it. It was something like Power or something. But they would... They have like Svetlana, the the Russian blonde bombshell girl, and she'd just be like, "Today we're going to show you our glorious military's helicopter attack wing," and like, it would basically just pump out this fucking propaganda bullshit of how great the Russian military is, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and how tough the training is, and all this shit. But obviously, as we've seen in Ukraine, that was nothing more than fucking make-believe. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will forward on to you guys. I read a great article by a guy named Gary Scheingart, who is a novelist. And he's, 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 he's American-based. He was born in Russia and I believe came over when he was like 10 or 11. Um, and he, he's, he's, he's a humorist. He writes very, very funny novels. But basically... He wrote this article about how he spent, I believe it was like three or four days watching nothing but Russian state television and just how horrible it was. And, and basically, it's just, and, and he talks about how it's just, it's like just, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's straight, it's, it's, it's one part, or half of it's like just kind of straight propaganda. Um, a lot of it's just sort of the very like... Um, Kind of even like worse than Fox News, but like like Newsmax and all those those kind of um, uh, 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 networks where it's just I mean just throwing all this terrible shit at you. But he also says that like there's also um, all the stuff about average Russians is kind of um, crazy too. They had like like they have a bunch of reality shows with average Russians and like just um, just how fucked up life is. So I'll send it to you guys because it's a, it's a really eye opening article and. Um, uh, I you know I'm I'm not gonna watch any Russian state propaganda. Um, even if I did, I wouldn't know what the fuck they're saying. But like, um, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, basically you take cable news and multiply it by a hundred and add some more lights, and apparently that's like what what it's like. So, you know, so, 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 so yeah, so that's kind of. That's kind of where we're at this week. Um, just kind of waiting now to see what happens. I think that, you know, everybody, um, you know, in Russia, in Ukraine, and everybody that's watching this is, you know, uh, resigned themselves to the fact that this is not going to be an easy, um, well, you know what? I actually just thought about it. I have a great question. We'll start this off. Max, I'm going to start this one off with you. How do you think this war is going to end? Jeez, I'll tell you. Um, and I won't hold you to it. I won't hold you. To, you know, I, that, that's an impossible question to answer. I nobody will get it right. Just you know, if you could just extrapolate, how do you think it's going to end? There, there was just an article right before we did this. Uh, it was somebody writing about what Max Boot wrote about how he feels like if they went to the negotiating table you know what would be what would be conceded to Russia Mm -hmm. right 
And according to that, like, where Russia sits right now uh, would all go to Russia and, like, nothing would come back to the Ukraine, which mm-hmm. I guess if they were to go to the negotiating table, that's probably, that's accurate. I don't think Russia would give up shit. Yeah. I think the Ukrainians know this, and that's why you're right. It will go year two. It will go year three. It'll go. It will go as long as it takes for them to fucking get total victory. And I say this because, while you know the Russians sought more land, this whole they took Crimea in 2014, and since 2014, in the separatist zones. In eastern Ukraine, which so which most of it's under Russian control right now, and the Ukrainians are working through that area around Robertine, right? Like it's been going on, which we fail to remember. Mm-hmm. Right? I fail yeah. to remember it all the time. Yeah. I mean, there was a goddamn uh, commercial airliner that was shot down over Ukraine during that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Just maybe, I don't know if it was still in 2014 or or the following year, but I think it was actually the following year. But it just proved there was still shit going on yeah. on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 say, I say the Ukrainians are using whatever money they could get from the West and whatever training they could get and whatever armaments they could get because they're here for the, they're here for the long haul. There's no other way. If they were to concede land now to the Russians, right, just like they just gave up fucking Crimea without a fight, you would... It, you'll just be at war. You're just delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harp, let me open it up to you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I'm thinking a stalemate. It's gonna it's gonna continue on as long as you know the West keeps Ukraine up. It'll just keep going and going. But when that stops, I don't think Russia will take total victory. Mm-hmm. I don't think the West will let that happen. Uh, but I can see it uh, being like a, a a trip to the negotiating table and it's going to be a Russia walks away with what they've gotten and that's it. Mm-hmm. I can see it ending that way. Or mm-hmm. if it's the total opposite of that then somebody's going to have to come in there with Ukraine and help wipe them out completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so I think I, I think a lot of it depends. I I mean, anything could happen, and you're right. If, if something could happen to force Ukraine to the bargaining table. But you know, the, the basically the um, the bargaining table for Ukraine, the, Russia won't cede whatever. Yeah, where if wherever negotiations start, um, that's that's how can I say this best. Whenever negotiations start, Russia is going to consider that the starting point. So let's just say 
negotiations started tonight. Um, where the where the battle lines are right now, Russia yeah Russia won't concede at all. Russia won't give anything back. So it's basically the moment the Ukrainians start uh, negotiating. That's kind of where it is because Ukraine is not going to come to the table. They, both sides want to come to the table with a bit of leverage, and whoever initiates it is essentially going to be the one who um, who loses a bit of ground. <clears throat> I actually think that this is going to end with um, probably Putin, but possibly Zelensky dying. But I think I, I think that the chances of Zelensky Zelensky he won't he's a bit younger he won't die on his own. But I mean like some sort of assassination. But Putin Putin could actually go any day. He's in his seventies. Um, he's had some health problems. Um, he's basically being propped up and. I think that he could go, and I think after that, um, whoever, and then, then, then it becomes whoever um, uh, uh, goes ahead and assumes the leadership after that um, will either have to push harder or wind it down. And, you know, Prigozhin's gone, so, um, you know, I could potentially see, see, you know, one of the other oligarchs, where it takes power, just says, you know what, enough's enough, let's just pull out. So, but I definitely, th I think Putin will have to die um, before it ever completely ends because um, uh, 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 I don't know if Ukraine has the ability to just decimate the Russian army in the way um, that they'll have to capitulate. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I certainly hope I'm wrong. Um, but then the other thing, I, again, I don't think that there is ever going to be a real victory for Russia. There is never, like, there is... If let's just say the war ended today and, and the, 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 the battle lines were froze, froze, Russia keeps Crimea, Russia keeps this this extra area, there's going to be a Ukrainian resistance um, as long as they're Ukrainians. You know what I mean? So um, in the same way that it um, that when we were occupying Iraq there was there's always there's this very slow bleed. Um, it's gonna be like that, but much, much, much worse. So um, I don't think there's ever there's I don't think there's victory for uh, uh, Russia here. Um, I mean I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but I, I think I think if, I think if Putin kicked the uh, you know died, um, we you know, potentially see the beginning of the end to this. But as long as he's alive, I don't think so. So, but you know what? Um, like I said, you talking about you talking, talking about propping people up? But, Carter just celebrated his ninety ninth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe Putin will make it to ninety nine. You know what I mean? Like, so the best he has the best. You talking about somebody? That joker's had. I think he beat brain cancer twice. Yeah. That guy, he's a. He's a he's a beast. I don't know what you call him? Yeah. No, he could probably beat us in arm wrestling too. Just, just celebrated his ninety nine. Yeah. So. yeah. He was built. He was still freaking. Building homes with Habitat for Humanity, like in his early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And actually, Bob Barker recently died at ninety nine, so he was just a couple months older yeah. than Jimmy Carter. So, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Spin the wheel, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> that's as close to that's as close to a dollar as you're getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a guy who tweeted like. Like yeah, that he finished up his life as close to a dollar without going over as he possibly could. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't gonna go over. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you know what? I think 
that is about it. I wish I had a crystal ball and knew how this is going to end, but I don't. So, Maxwell, let me ask you, final thoughts? Man, just like one final thought, mm. you know, like, <clears throat> so the Russian military, like, the strategic guys that go in or the decision makers on the ground, I'm trying to like relate it to like how our situation is, right? Mm. But the guys that are actually doing this invasion, right, they don't have the sense of morally just or whatever that I think, or or that we're doing the right thing for honor, courage, and commitment. They don't have that fire in their belly. They don't have that as the biggest thought in their mind. This is why they fail, Mm. because you have of weak characters leading your military and you don't if you're a weak character you don't give a shit about instilling that character into your military not just esprit de corps I'm, like, I'm proud of, to be in this unit that's certainly a piece but that moral conviction to do the right thing right mm-hmm. like General Mattis has flat ass rules that is the huge difference, and that is why the United States military is able to do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they do, is because they have that, right? Just, despite the politicians that are propped up by corporations that put us into war to make money, the guys like the, our General Mattis, is, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. And, and, and from him down to that you know, lowest tactical level, that corporal, like, believe, first off, in honor, courage, and commitment, mm-hmm. doing the right thing, right? And that's what drives them. It, and if you think about it, we go where the call, right? We answer the call every time. Mm-hmm. We answer the call, we're an instrument of diplomacy, you know, we're an instrument to project power and of national security, national interests, right? That's what the military does. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the snake oil salesman. There's like our, our generals like combat commanded level, you know, joint chiefs of staff. They're not, they're not like chomping at the bit to get into a war to, mm-hmm. you know, to conquer, just be assholes, right? Everybody and everybody who's taken the oath is taken the oath for the honor piece of it to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And when doing the right thing guides you, and 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 that is your focus to instill character in your subordinates and your units and your teams. That is that is what drives people to win. Ukraine. Harp said it a million times. What's more noble than defending your own mm-hmm. blood, mm-hmm. defending your name, defending your homeland? So it's going to be a grind. There's no doubt. But the fire in the belly of the Ukrainians for no shit freedom. 
that is why they will crush the fucking Russian military no matter what they throw at it. Because it's a hollow beast, mm-hmm. the fucking Russian military. And it'll crumble because it doesn't have the backbone to fucking be a professional military organization. Mm-hmm. And that is always the game changer. The professional, mm-hmm. the professionalism of our military is why we are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. That's my final thought. All right. Good to go. Good to go. Harp, how about you? I'm in. I'm good. All right. My final thought, actually, Maxwell, your final thought kind of helped clarify what I was just saying in my mind. So when I said um, Putin has to die, all of this is being driven, all this on the Russian side is being driven from the top down, from Putin and from a very small cadre of people. But I, even then, I think that all these people... Uh, I think he's he's absolutely the mastermind and is the one cracking the whip. You are, Master, you're absolutely correct in that the Russian army does not have the professionalism and the moral standing. So the question that I have, and I don't know, is once Putin's gone, once like the sort of main Stalin-esque motivator of, uh, and, and um, uh, a motivator of the, the, the fear-based motivator, once he's gone, what is going to happen to the rest of the Russian leadership and the Russian army? Are they going to say, because I, I know nobody nobody else in Russia wants it, um, are they going to say, you know what, we're done, we're cutting our losses and we're leaving? Or are they going to keep moving forward? And if they keep moving forward, it's only going to be because somebody just as ruthless as Putin assumes the presidency. So that's it. But there's no... there's. Uh, no will to fight, and I I wouldn't be surprised once Putin goes if everything just melts away and they they pull out. But we're gonna have to see. So, all right, everybody. All right, Maxwell. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Harpo, thank you. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Thank you so 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 much for listening. We love you, and we will see you next week.